You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, a typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Our hosts will take you inside the latest trends in mobile technology and help you make the most out of the mobile web. Learn about the latest strategies and trends in the world of mobile, web development, search, email marketing, text message marketing, and more. Leverage your mobile presence today. Now, now, prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Here are your hosts, Cindy Crum and Eric Chan. Welcome to another segment of Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm Eric Chan from Mobile Slate, and I'm here with my co-host, Cindy Crum from Rank Mobile. Hi, guys. Today's guest is Martin Bowling from 27 Creative. Welcome, Martin. Hey, how's it going? What's everyone today? Fantastic. Doing well. Good. Glad to hear that. So, so Martin, we brought you on the show, and I'm really happy to have you because we've never interviewed you before, um, and mostly on the show to tell us about your new book. Yes, well, thank you for having me, Cindy. It's a pleasure to be here, um, and yes, we're going to talk about my book, um, and you know what's I don't even remember the full title of, of my book, so... I have that issue as well. I'll read it to you. It's yeah, called yeah. Professional iPhone Programming with Monotouch and .NET slash C-Sharp. Yes. You yeah. see, that's why I can never remember it, because it's, it's way too long. <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got it right, though. I'm not a developer, but I called it C-Sharp instead of C-Hash. Yes. Yeah. That, that, I, mad props to you for that, because a lot Amy. of people have that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Martin, how did you get your editor to approve such a long title? That just seems uh, <laughs> like something well, went was, wrong there. Yeah, well, it was actually we wanted a shorter title, but the publisher, um, uh, I, I think they think that they should still be keyword stuffing their Amazon uh, entries. So, uh, <laughs> they, you know what happened to me is that my editor chose a really long title that I hated because I don't like long titles. But now, just everyone doesn't want to put the hyperlink on the full title, so they just put it on the first. Two words, which happen to be great keywords. So my book is now hyperlinked all over the place. Is just mobile marketing. Sweet. That is that is definitely sweet. That is so awesome. So you're going to get professional iPhone programming and then nothing else. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's that's some good anchor text. I'm I'm happy with that. So maybe <laughs> hopefully everyone that is listening to the show will then you know take take a, a cue from you and start linking to the book with that with that uh, anchor text. <laughs> well, and this is a new SEO uh, book writing strategy. Have really, really long titles that start with a keyword. Exactly, yeah. And a colon. Yeah, <laughs> and the colon. It's all about the colon. <laughs> so, um, so actually, in fairness to, what is it, three other people... You are not yes. the only author of this book. No, I am not the only author of this book. Um, Craig Dunn. Just the only one I know. Right, yeah, just the only one that you know. So um, Craig Dunn, um, Wallace McClure, um, Chris Hardy, and Rory Blythe um, all helped out in the book. Um, and it was, it was like a good time. Um, it was my first time actually writing a book, uh, and it was a lot – a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, writing, that sounds easy, you know? And then and then you get into it and you're like, well, I have to explain, like, what's in my brain and what I can just do in words for someone else to do and then try to repeat. So, um, you know, like, I, I had, like, four, uh, four or so chapters and they took me, like, to the max of like when when the publisher was like, hey, look, you really you got to have your stuff in. Like we're getting ready to go to to, to press here, and, and your stuff's not in. So it, it was like, well, the first one was actually really tough um, because I had no clue, you know, like is this format what they want? Um, you know, because they just kind of gave us a little outline and then just kind of set us free. And for, um, for me, it was the chapters that I cared about and knew the most about that were the hardest. Like my mobile SEO chapter was rewritten like five times. Yeah, I know. I like I wrote the mobile marketing chapter like four or five times, um, or the app store marketing, I guess I should say. Um, you know, because it was just like I kept, I felt like I was getting, you know, it was like well, not that's not exactly how I want it, you know. And I want people to like really come away like with with some valuable information. And I felt like maybe I was kind of, you know, sidestepping some stuff that I kind of took for granted, um, you know, because part of this was this is for developers. Um, and, you know, since it was focused on .NET and C Sharp, it's for developers that really aren't even familiar with the, the Apple platform. So, one, they have that hurdle that they have to learn, like, this whole new paradigm shift of, of how things work in the Apple world. And then, two, they're most likely going to be, you know, the sole marketing for their own app. So, you know, what kind of tools can I put in their hands to make sure that their app is a success? So that's like that chapter for me was the absolute hardest because I felt like I definitely don't want to do these guys an injustice, um, and I want to give them the tools that they need, you know, to really make sure that they can succeed. Did you talk about like App Store SEO and App Store PPC, like sending tra PPC traffic directly to the App Store? 
Yes. Yeah, I did just briefly because obviously that topic is like a, a huge, you know, a huge thing. But but I but I did touch on all of those of those aspects, you know, um, using PPC to drive traffic directly to, um, you know, your iTunes link, um, using SEO, um, YouTube. I, I found that YouTube um, marketing works really well for apps, you know, just demos and and stuff like that. So I, we talked about that. Um and obviously social media. Um, I, you know, I really think that mobile and social just kind of go so hand in hand. You know, people who are really into like mobile platforms seem to be really immersed into social media. So if, if you can get, you know, some kind of virality to, to your app and, and, you know, get people sharing it with their friends, um, it really seems to drive like huge results. So, yeah. the, so that, that so was, Martin, uh, yeah. Martin, I had a question. Um, did you in your book talk anything about like Chomp uh, related to you know boosting your discoverability with uh, with the App Store or just in general a discoverability? Um, I, I touched on it. Like again, I, I thought that that was something I I'd like to actually you know um, do a whole little series on just App Store um, you know marketing, marketing because uh, I feel like. You know, they, they had such a small space for marketing in this book um, that I wanted to make sure I touched a little bit on everything. So um, the discoverability didn't get exactly like the, the pages that I would like to have seen. Um, but it's a huge aspect, I think, in the uh, the, uh, the app store. So um, it's something that people should definitely pay attention to. So so about your book, is it uh, a bunch of code samples or, or walk us through what, what we would get if we were flipping through it? Okay. Um, well, basically, um, you open up and it's kind of an introduction to um, the Apple world and, you know, kind of what you as a .NET C-sharp programmer um, might get from it. Um, and, and the reason that I think it's important is because there's a lot of enterprise-level code that's written in .NET and in C-sharp. Um, and it would be extremely expensive and time-consuming for, for those those companies to then take that all of that thousands, millions of lines of code that they might have and rewrite them in Objective-C. Um, and especially, there's a lot of things um, that .NET does very well that just aren't there for Objective-C or just now are being introduced in Objective-C. Um, so we kind of talk about that and, and then just kind of dive into the Apple platform. Um, the great thing about MonoTouch is that, you know, um, it gives you access to all the same APIs that Objective C, um, you know, programmers have. It's it's not like an interface that's going to sit on top of you know all the Apple stuff and have all this custom um, you know UI elements and, and things like that. It's you know I, I can take an Objective C sample and you know port it to C Sharp in in just a few minutes. You know, it's it's basically you know the same. It's just the syntax is different. So um, the MonoTouch guys guys did a great job of making sure that you had access to all of the stuff um, that an Objective-C program would have and that you can create apps that, you know, fall within the human interface guidelines. Because um, I think that's really important to Apple is making sure that there's a consistent look and feel. Um, and, you know, the overall user experience should be the same from app to app. Now, obviously, they'll let you deviate some to, to uh, have a unique look and feel, but they want certain, you know, certain buttons and, and certain icons to represent and act the same way across 
um, all of their their platforms. So unlike maybe say Flash um, with with their iPhone um, compiler, you know they were kind of building on top of and creating their own user interface elements. Um, and really, I think that's why Apple came out so strongly against you know having the Flash compiler build native apps um, because I think that they really felt that it would take away from the user experience that you know many people would would say is probably the you know the hallmark of the the iPhone platform is the UX. Um, so that's what I really love about the MonoTouch is it allows me to use uh, existing C sharp code, but uh, you know kind of use all of the same Objective C uh, iPhone APIs that everyone else gets to use. So um, Martin, I have a question related sure. to that. Or, or, you know, basically what you're telling people is that um, a lot of these applications that are being built for the phone are very heavy on being a data driven. So in other words, you know, you have your entire set of information and business logic all stored on the server and accessing it in different slices or different um, pieces is what people want. And the fact that you're able to easily and quickly port this code over sort of proves that you're really focused on how to deliver the best UX, even though the um, everything is sort of data-driven uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I would say. Um, and, and that's what, like I said, what I thought was so great about this tool is it allows you to concentrate, um, you know, on the UX mm-hmm. and, and providing, um, you know, a nice application for the user where they can drill down, examine the data the way that they want, um, how they want, instead of, you know, worried about, well, how do I write something that parses, you know, a Windows Foundation, you know, web service, where that's something that, like, right now, just an Objective-C, you simply can't do. So you'd have to go back, rewrite your server code, you know, do all this kind of stuff, where, where with MonoTouch, you can kind of take that same code that you already have and build on top of it. Great. Well, um, looks like we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be back uh, we're here talking with Martin Bowling from 27 Creative and talking about his new book. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money you can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects the average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. 
Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC Profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. And we're back from break. We're here today with Martin Bowling from 27 Creative. And uh, before the break, we were talking about his new book uh, about building apps for iPhone and using uh, non-iPhone, non-Objective-C technology. So, Martin, any, any other comments that you wanted to um, highlight about uh, your new, in your new book? or? Well, wait, I have specific questions. I don't want to just... I want to know, Martin, which are your chapters? Which are my chapters? Um, let's say we have the marketing chapter that is mine. Um, we have the screen controls. Um, that's, you know, all the kind of UX uh, stuff. Um, oh, gosh. See, you asked me the hard questions. Now I forget. Oh, come on. You wrote them. I know. I know. I'm going to have to peek at my notes because I can't remember. Do you want uh, me to send you a link to the table of contents? Maybe you should. That was <laughs> <so> wonderful. <clears throat> I don't think you want Cindy as your editor. Just no. The, just a thought. No. <laughs> so, okay. So, while you're trying to remember the heart and soul that you poured into your chapters, yeah. <laughs> what they were... Tell us more about the co-authors. How did you meet these guys? Was this um, an arranged marriage or something that grew over time? Um, well, it was actually, um, I guess, a little bit of both. Um, I was, uh, you know, just hanging out on Twitter, doing what I do. Um, and um, Wallace McClure uh, he sent me a message and asked if, uh, you know, he could talk to me for a little bit. And, um you know, he sent me a direct message, and we started talking via IM. And um, he had wrote uh, an ebook uh, for Rocks over over the summer uh, while Mono Touch was still in beta, and wanted to know if I'd do technical editing for him. Uh, and you know, I was like, sure. I was like, I've never really done tech ed, so if you kind of tell me what I'm supposed to do, uh, I'd be happy to do it. Um, and then um, a couple weeks later, he he said, well, hey, I'm getting ready to write like a full blown you know, dead tree book, uh, you know, for rocks and love to know if you'd like to write a few chapters. Um, and I said, yeah, that sounds awesome. I've never written a book though. Are you sure, you, you know, sure, you sure you want me to help out on this? And, you know, uh, he said, yeah, I said, uh, you know, reading a lot of your blog posts and some of this other stuff, the guys from rocks really like what you're doing. Um, so at, at the time it was just going to be the two of us. And then I said, well, you know, I don't really have, the time, I don't think, because this is my first time out, maybe we should, uh, you know, get a few other guys. Um, and so Chris Hardy and I have spoke a lot on IRC um, in the Mono Touch uh, channel, you know, kind of helping out people and um, 
so I, I suggested maybe let's pick him up. And um, then there was somebody else, Craig Dunn, who was pretty active in the community. Martin, um, I have to stop you for a second. You just used a term that dated yourself. You yeah. said IRC. <laughs> I know. I know. Kids are going to what's this IRC stuff that he's talking about? Yeah. I don't even know. What is IRC? <laughs> is this normal stuff that I should know? No, this is this uh, is like old school internet days before we we all had web interfaces and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think yeah. I'm younger than both of you guys, so yeah, it's like cool mad is. old school uh, kind of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> it's not that chat program. That was ICQ. Okay, that's yeah. old school too. It predates yeah. it predates ICQ by about <laughs> ten, maybe more years. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, so that we sorry, Mark. You just, you just said you just said that, and I was just wow. Yeah, yeah. All right, you were getting you're getting through through the roster, and you were just moving on to Craig. Right. Yeah. So, so Craig, um, he kind of came in, and he ended up actually taking um, the lion's share of of the writing, uh, awesome. simply because yeah, with with all of like everybody's schedules, and 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 Craig's in Australia. Uh, Chris is over in England. Um, Wallace is down in Tennessee. I'm here in West Virginia. Um, so it was kind of like, you know, an international cast of characters. So um, it, w- it was really cool. Um, it was fun. Uh, so it was just kind of like us all coming together. All people who um, had kind of been in the community helping uh, just came together and decided to write a book. So I know this may be a dumb question. Maybe I'm just daft or maybe there's not a good answer, but why a soccer player? You know, <laughs> we all wondered, you know, we, we got, they, they sent us the, the artwork and I was like, you know, I like soccer. I mean, I, <laughs> that's kind of, I was like, maybe they all just like soccer. You know, I'm not against soccer, but I really have no clue why you know, I could maybe understand the hand uh, with a phone. Uh, you can't you know. even use your hands with soccer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's a big no-no in soccer. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I think people are going to pick up the book and think that it's maybe about the World Cup or something. I'm not sure, you know. Uh, well, th- that's good. You can sell a lot of copies, and then, you know, hopefully they just don't return it. Right. Well, maybe that's what Rox was thinking is actually, you know, World Cup. It's going to be pretty popular. Way. Yeah, let's just put a soccer ball on there. People will assume it's about register. soccer. Yeah, put it by the register, and it's, it's an automatic win. So... <laughs> Um, Does that mean that this book will make the New York Times bestseller list? Easily. You'll have to start putting flag stickers for every country that you sell it in. Get a flag. Yeah. On the cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I looked at the table of contents, and I now realize which uh, chapters are mine. Uh, chapter three, planning your apps, UI, exploring the screen controls. Um, chapter eight, uh, application settings. Uh, and chapter 15, the app store submitting and marketing your app. All right. So so let's hear more about, I think, some real-world stuff. How, how much does your real-world uh, day-to-day work that you do line up with this book? Are, are you doing a lot of mobile stuff? Uh, um, I'm actually doing a ton of mobile stuff right now. It's actually pretty much all that I'm doing. Um I'm doing a little bit of social media and um, SEO stuff uh, from just, um, you know, clients that I had before. Um, But all of the new stuff that I'm picking up, um, it's all mobile. It's all um, iPhone development um, with now starting to do some Android stuff. 
and even some BlackBerry stuff. So, um, like, mobile is, like, so huge for me right now. What's what's the coolest app that you've developed? Um, well, besides my Kegulator app that, uh, that I am uh, currently developing, which will help you plan your parties to make sure that you have enough beer, ice, and cups for everyone <laughs> at the party. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I've actually done some, um, some cool stuff with uh, some augmented, re- augmented reality. Ooh, um, tell me, tell me. I'm really um, interested in that. Yeah, so um, it's still under development, but um, it's going to be for a group out in Baltimore. Um, I don't know if I should say their name or not, so I won't. Um, but um, So it's going to be like a, a, a city guide, but um, it's all done with augmented reality. Um, so, you know, as, as you hold up the display in um, – um, as you display the phone, you know, as augmented reality works, it will overlay their kind of city guide. Um, and not only will it display, like, places that are featured um, in their city guides, but it also display uh, – you can hit and display tips. Um, you're going to be able to see um, Twitter friends, uh, Facebook friends that might also be at those places. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to tie in some Foursquare stuff, um, but that, you know, that wasn't on their agenda, but I'm a big Foursquare fan, so I'm hoping that, that we, we can do some Foursquare stuff, too. Well, if you get it on their agenda, Foursquare has that whole back-end business tracking stuff that's crazy cool. Yeah, I know. That? Yeah, I know, and that's kind of what I was telling them is, you know, I, actually, before I got uh, on here, I was on the call with them, and we were kind of going through this stuff, um, so... I was like, they're doing some great stuff. You can you can see people's check-ins. You know, I was like, there's so much data, and then you can actually show a real value. Um, you know, where it's not just because so many people think like Foursquare and and these other low so stuff is just like, oh, it's kind of neat and nifty. Um, but with Foursquare's like you know new back end, you really get to see the value that it provides to your business. I mean, low so that's low-so. so cool. you taught me a new <laughs> word. <I'm- laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, because you see, you see real people really checking in um, and probably you're going to see those people become repeat customers. Um, well, yeah, see where they go next and where, kind right. of where they spend a lot of their time. It's crazy. It's it's I I'm totally open about privacy. Like, I don't care. But I know people who would freak out that, oh, that are yeah. using that are currently using Foursquare that would freak out if they knew. I know if they knew exactly how much data was being aggregated to businesses. I know it's like it's yeah. like you can see so much, but I mean it's so cool, and I think it really helps businesses and marketers, um, you know, target um, to their consumer better. I mean, it, if I can offer something that is of real value to people, um, even if I need a little more data from them, I mean, I think that's good for everybody. It's good for the business, it's good for the end user, um, and it's good for consumers in general. Right. I, I think it's the coolest thing ever. I mean, that's why I don't care about my privacy because it's good for mo- like mobile marketing pr- progresses if I don't care about my privacy. And that's what the kids do is that they they've given up on that. Everything is social. Oh, right, exactly. Right. For the new and- privacy for people under 18 is basically sharing everything and so you have everything out in the open and the stuff that you don't tell is the privacy, but you know, if everything's open then you, that's the new privacy. Well, now right, Martin, right. though, speaking of Loso, yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you read about Facebook integrating, integrating check-ins? 
Yes, I did. They just got next stop. I like they acquired next stop. Um, so like I, you know, I think that's huge. If if um, if Loso can penetrate Facebook and really become mainstream, because I mean, as as big as Foursquare is, it's not really reached that critical mass yet. I mean, it's not something that everybody is doing. It's nothing but, compared to Facebook. Right, exactly. But Facebook, I mean, if if Facebook can get their audience into the check-in, then the check-in really has arrived. And well, now, so I just wrote an article about this, and I want to get your feedback because I'm making predictions, and, and I just throw stuff out there, and we'll see if anyone agrees. But I don't know if you've noticed, but Facebook Mobile has never monetized. There are no ads on Facebook Mobile. I think they're going to low so rote, and they're going to monetize that. I, I think they will, too. I, I mean, it seems, like, ridiculous for anybody that has any kind of mobile platform to not be utilizing it. I think that is, like, the best way that you could possibly monetize any type of mobile solution by partnering with businesses and aggregating the data of where your consumers and users have been and providing offers that they'll actually use. You know, I mean, like, who cares if I get a pop-up for, you know, uh, a sports bra or something, you know, like I don't need a sports bra, but well, you know, Facebook if, is actually pretty good at, at targeting people already. So when you add in location data and like exactly. historical location, I think they're going to be really good. I mean, they always show me the Mary a millionaire ad and I want to do that. Right, right. Yeah. They always show me pizza and beer. Ads, <laughs> so I don't know what that says about me. Other than that, I absolutely love pizza and beer. Um, <laughs> and soccer. But, yeah. And soccer. Um, yeah, as evidenced by my cover of my book. So, um, but, um, yeah, like Facebook is doing awesome with already, like you said, part, part, like matching ads to people, you add location and historical location, and it's just going to be like a major win for advertisers, for consumers and users. Um, but I think we really need that critical adoption. Um, cause I think one of the things that have kind of failed now with, um, these low, so promotions is like, um, the employee education, like, so I might come in and say, hey, I'm mayor, and I'm supposed to get something, and the person is looking at me like, you're mayor of what? What do you mean you're mayor? Like, they look yeah. at me like I'm crazy, you know? So, um, <laughs> so once I think that, like, once it reaches, like, the critical mass of, of Facebook, then I think it's going to be going to be part of, like, you know, popular culture enough that, that it can really permeate and, and people will get it and use it, and I'm yeah. so excited for that day. Ooh, you know, it's kind of off topic, but it's related to, to local social. Is is Eric? Did I tell you about the Jimmy Choo thing, the Jimmy Choo uh, Foursquare thing? The the shoes, right? Yeah. Have you read about that, Martin? No, I, I missed it. So Jimmy Choo launched launched a um, a new line of sneakers. Jimmy Choo is expensive women's shoes, and they launched a line of sneakers. And so what they were doing was they were having this pair of sneakers check into different locations around London before they had launched, before you could actually buy them. The sneakers would check into a coffee shop, and, and people knew that they were supposed to be following the sneakers on Foursquare um, and watching. And if the, if the cho- shoes checked in um, somewhere close to them, women would actually run to the store to get, and they would be rewarded with the pair of sneakers. So you got wow. pre-release sneakers. And so so it worked because women were running in the wrong kind of sneakers because they weren't Jimmy Choo. Anyway, right. it got a lot of buzz. And wow. and I've been writing, an art, I, I just wrote an article about how um, you can use the, the local social stuff to, uh, as, a, as a mobile platform, without having to pay for a mobile platform, you just use the stuff that's already there like, like they did. Right, um, right. For free. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's like that's an epic win for Jimmy Chu. So yeah. So hey, so on that note, we're gonna take another commercial break to pay some bills. But uh, after that, we'll be back again with Martin Bowling. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link-building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEOfox link building report? <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Okay, and we're back from commercial break. We've been chatting with Martin Bowling about his book, about Foursquare, and, of course, one of Cindy's favorite topics, Jimmy Choo's Shoes. I don't own any Jimmy Choo's. I didn't win them for free, and I don't spend that much on my shoes. Not yet. Not yet. be hopeful. Someday. (laughs) Do they have an affiliate program that maybe you could sign up for? I did a shoe of the day on Twitter over Christmas for about two months. <laughs> and there were no affiliate links, but there really should have been. Yeah. <laughs> totally should have. So, okay, so I have a very, very important question about your book. What is that? Um, and that is, uh, does it talk about iPads? Uh, yes, it does briefly touch on iPads. Um we had like such a super quick schedule that like when the iPad was announced, we were already like writing the book. And then as we were writing the book, all of the iPad stuff was still under NDA. Um, so like 
we we were worried, you know, like, oh my God, we're gonna like be done with the book and it's still gonna be under NDA. Um but that was one of the sections like Craig Dunn really like stepped up and he like busted out all of the iPad stuff. Um and so that the, the that's the other great thing is the iPhone SDK kind of unifies iPhone and iPad development. So once well, you're familiar with the concepts of the iPhone, um, you can really take those to the iPad and just kind of scale them up. So it's not a whole new learning curve. It's just um, you know kind of an extension of the existing APIs. So, but the iPad, the iPad is is a bit different in that it it can't utilize all this the cool stuff on the that an iPhone could. Like for instance, the iPad. Um, you know, doesn't have a camera or um, things like that. Yeah, yeah. The lack of the camera uh, is a big disappointment. But um, you know, the other stuff. It uh, the 3G uh, model does have uh, the built-in GPS. Um, the Wi-Fi only can get your location. You know, by a Wi-Fi lookup. Um, so a lot of the stuff you still get to use on the iPad. But at, you know, camera. But I guess we're probably going to see that in iPad uh, two. Uh, next summer or fall or whenever they decide to release it <laughs> for hey, Martin, another why don't you, Martin, why don't you talk a little bit, I guess, related to your book and iPad, iPhone, um, you know, some of the, some of the things that developers or, or people who are thinking about building apps, uh, should think about when considering, you know, user experience since, uh, that's part of your book and <laughs> what people want to know. Okay. Yeah. I think that is, at, like the number one thing when you're playing an iPhone app um, is you really want to look at the user experience. Um, you you really want to focus on like the mobile context of your app. Um, you know, think about um, like break up your your app into micro tasks, things that they can do kind of step by step or kind of drill down into the data. Um, you don't want to overwhelm people with like you know so much stuff on the screen that they don't know what to do. Um, I think part of the iPhone's beauty is how simply elegant it is, and I think staying with that will really help your app be a success and be one that users like. Um, make sure you keep um, the look and feel um, right out of the box. Apple doesn't give you necessarily all the little shiny buttons and things like that that they have in their apps. Um, so you kind of got to work around, um, you know, the standard buttons that come with the SDK are atrocious, and you wouldn't actually want to put those in any kind of, um, you know, production app. Um, so one of the things uh, I made was the glass button generator because um, Apple won't let you create those nice uh, glass buttons that they use. Um, it's a private API, um, and using that will actually get your app rejected. So I made a nice little generator where you can make your own custom buttons, and it creates a graphic um, for you to then use inside your app uh, that works great with the standard buttons. Awesome. Yeah. Um, kind of designed to a 44-pixel rhythm. Um, you know, that's kind of like the, the standard finger-thumb kind of way um you want to be very generous with with the space um when you're creating your app um you know people are going to be using this with their fingers and thumbs so if, if you crowd buttons you know people are going to accidentally delete something or accidentally you know mark it twice um so you got to be really conscious when designing 
um, to think about that. Um, as a general rule of thumb, I like to keep the content at the top, the controls at the bottom, um, and try to limit scrolling for users. Um, everything should try to be in one little view. Um, and then, and that's kind of how Apple thinks of things um, in terms of views. So you want to display one view and then move to the other view. Um, so, so you should kind of program in, in that same kind of way so that you're displaying one thing to the user, asking them to perform an action, and then taking them to another view, not forcing them on down um, the screen. So I was reading something this morning, Martin, and I, and I want to get your impression or your thoughts on HTML5 and how that's going to change things in the development world uh, for mobile. Is um, that something well, you think about? Yeah, I definitely think about um, HTML5 in the context of mobile because the one thing is um, it's really great because if, in the App Store particularly, if you want to do something, you have to jump through a lot of Apple's hoops. Um, and not every app necessarily makes it. Um, I, I wrote a People of Walmart app, um, and it was rejected by Apple 11 times. Um, <laughs> people of Walmart? Was it a mean app? Uh, I mean, if you've been to peopleofwalmart.com, right? No. Yeah, you have to check out this site. It's, yeah. It's... Is it mean? <laughs> Are you guys haters? It's... <laughs> it's not mean. Think about it as... Um... An ethnography? Oh. Yes, ethnography, but also a photo-sharing site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so, so this app would, would allow you to kind of flip through the pictures like the Photos app on the iPhone, share them via Twitter, Facebook, email. Um, and even while you were at Walmart, if you saw something that you felt you needed to share, you could easily do that. Um <laughs> So at first, you know, Apple was like, well, it's because it says Walmart. And then I said Wally World, you know, the big W, the big blue box. And then, you know, basically they just didn't want the app. And so, you know, they just kept rejecting it. Um, so um, you're I think, a hater. I know. That's I know. But, but the great thing is, is that, you know, if you have something that maybe you don't want to go through the process or you think might not fit into Apple's view of what the App Store is about, um, you can start doing it in HTML5. Um, the other great thing about HTML5 is it's instantly cross-platform. Um, you know, Android, um, BlackBerry, um, Palm, uh, and iPhone all have HTML5 browsers. So um, you instantly get to reach a much larger audience. Um, you can get some location stuff. Um, you know, you can display inline video. You can do 3, 3D transformations. Um, it's extremely powerful, and I think it should be um, a tool that every mobile developer looks at. Um, now, I think there are certain times where a native app is definitely um, the way you want to go, um, but I don't think that you should limit yourself and just think about, well, it has to be a native app. Uh, I think there's a lot of brilliant stuff that you can do with HTML5. All right, um, wait, what? so now let's go back to people of Walmart because now you've got me interested. <laughs> Did your app make it? Because I need this app. No, but um, uh, we're going we're gonna to release it on um, the, the Cydia uh, jailbroken store, um, or I can make ad hoc uh, builds for, for people who want it. You can only, you can only do 100, so. Well, maybe. I can do the Cydia because I've got a jailbroken phone, but what okay, about, so. what about um, Android? Whoa. Um, well, uh, <laughs> Well, that's um, 
this at, at the end of this summer, we'll probably be pushing out the Android version of the People of Walmart app. Um, so after fighting with Apple for you know, because I, 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 I put it to the store like in December of 2009, and uh, the last time that it got rejected was like June something, and I just gave up and decided that you know. <laughs> I've had enough. Well, so, so, so we're going to the side of your store now. I've, I've got to shut this site down. I won't be able to focus for the rest of the show. <laughs> Is that like chat roulette? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, Martin, I think we're going to try to close up the show pretty soon. So are there any parting uh, comments or thoughts to – Get people to go out there and and uh, pick up your book, or uh... is it at Barnes and Noble? Uh, I believe so. I believe it's at Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Amazon.com. Um, I don't know what other book chains there are, uh, but uh, it is. It'll soon be um, in the Kindle store, uh, and I believe Rox is also working to get it in the iBook store. Um, so I guess I would say um, if you're a Windows developer. Um, or maybe have some Windows programming background uh, and have looked at Object C and it kind of confuses you and scares you, uh, take a look at Monotouch. Uh, pick up the book and uh, get right in some iPhone apps. Yeah, and if you like the book, review it, because currently there's no Amazon reviews. It's that new. This is it is so new. <laughs> so new. Well, that's the end of the show for today. Thanks to Martin for being on the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Mobile Presence is a weekly podcast that airs every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm Eric Chan from Mobile Slate with my co-host Cindy Crum from Rank Mobile. Bye for now. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.